kicking crisps out your teeth. You are the loudest drinker I know. I mean, to be fair, I literally have just this second finished work. Uh, that, and then Tom was like, do you want a break? I was like, oh, I do. But also, it will be really late if we don't do it now. So When Hannah drinks, she sounds like I a six-year-old. <laughs> That's what you sound <laughs> like when you drink. Drink now then. Oh, Listen to this. You on. tell me if this is not loud. All right, hang on. One sec. See what I mean? Loud. Like, I don't know how else to not to dr- to like not. It's like you drink. It's like you swallow loads of air at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even burp. You can't burp loud, but you can you swallow loud. No, I don't. I've never been able to burp. To do really loud burps. That <laughs> 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 just sounds like you go. <laughs> oh dear! So I did an online course today. Oh, you did. It sounded uh, terribly boring. <laughs> no, it was, it was thrilling and it was um, thrilling. I entered the room, the Zoom room or whatever it was, and immediately... Was it Teams? Teams, the Teams room. And immediately, straight off the bat, I just started taking the piss, right? <laughs> like, I was mocking the... Because uh, usually, like, the instructors, they say, right then, uh, um, welcome, Thomas. Can you tell us something uh, interesting about yourself? Tell the group. And you're like, well, I can't be asked. And then some other lad will go, well, I'm, I'm a yellow belt in karate. And then Andrew will go, I like baking. And I, ba- I was basically doing that. I was just mocking them. And um, the room went quiet, and I didn't realise, but my microphone was on. <laughs> and that's the first, first, first literally the first thing very, I said. It's a very dangerous game on those, like, Skype. Fuck these Skype. Zoom Teams calls, is that you can very easily think that your microphone is muted, and yeah. it's not. And I'm like... It, it can be. Like, I, w- I wasn't being, like, out of order to the people in the room, but I was just, like... I was like entered it, and as I was like, check, like I was just, I was just mocking. Like I was doing it for my own sort of entertainment, and then everybody just went quiet. And I thought, oh, for fuck's sakes, man! Hello, everyone. <laughs> my name's Thomas. <laughs> What's something interesting about me? I don't know how to press mute. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, that you took it. You took it into the toilet as well, didn't you? The whole the yeah, whole yeah, chat yeah. Because like, point. yeah, yeah, of course, man. Because you can move around. So I've I did. seen, I've seen things on the internet where people have done that, and they've had their camera on and not realised. So they've gone like, put the ca- put the computer down. And like pulled their kegs down oh and yeah. took, took a piss or a shit in front of the whole like group, that's and they can see them do it. You uh, like? There's been a few like Zoom calamities, Fuck. isn't there? Like, yeah. I mean, of course, because everyone's doing it now, aren't they? Like, you see, you I'm see like people on the well news, and, like the cat attacks them and stuff, and they're like on the BBC. I'm pretty well decked. versed in like the whole Zoom Skype world because that are like the company I work for use it a lot anyway. Yeah. So like, because we work with people in America, so we're always on Zoom and Skype and all those teams and things with the client so um it's it's a it's a minefield man but it, it can't yeah if you're not used to it it's like oh. yeah i'm not used to it i've done one skype call in my life and that was yesterday to claire because we were we're going on her podcast exercise and depression uh, in the next coming days and i didn't have to turn my camera on I was like, hi, Claire. And she was looking at me going, where are you? And I was like, She's, your camera's not on. I was like, how do I do it? And she was like, you f- <laughs> are you Rob? What's wrong with you? Yeah, this is the thing. You know, you know, you know what you know. You take the piss out of Rob, but you're not the you're not necessarily the best <laughs> at technology. <laughs> yeah, yourself. look, man, this whole machine works because of me. Okay, oh, I know what I'm doing in this respect, but in other respects, like pressing mute, I haven't got a clue. <laughs> Yeah, so like that's it. You know how to edit the podcast and do all that zoomy, <laughs> this zoomy thing, like oh yeah, yeah, that, that zoomy thing, yeah. that zoomy thing. But beyond that, you get very frustrated very fast. I hate it when you do what. And like then when I try and tell you what to do, you get mad at me. About no, no, it's not get mad at you. you. Do. It's because you really like, I follow mad. the instructions, and I'm like, okay, well. It's not working. I'm following the instructions. And then you'll come in and go, do this. And I'm like, but that's not what it says in the instructions. And then it works. I'm like, but what the f... 
But the thing is, it's like, it's like like you were making, Tom made a Christmas cake this week. And I'll have you know, and it's it does got two thirds of a bottle of uh, cherry brandy in it yeah, already. Yeah, already. So he did, he's done, he's done it all properly. He's soaked yeah. the fruits in. Hannah in walks into the kitchen and immediately goes, start whisking that. I'm like, whoa, I'm following the well, recipe. No, no, no. So you, you, I timed you egg whisks off the video. You follow it, like a recipe is I'm a just, set by of the way, instructions. I'm just going to have a drink of water. You won't hear me. Um, there are a set of instructions that require some common sense. What are you saying? But that you don't use your common sense when it comes to baking. You just want to follow the recipe so to the T you end up going the other way and going wrong. If I put my mind like to it, I'll win the bake off like next with, year. Like don't with test the, me. With the mixing, you had the, you were using the mixer, which is obviously quite a hefty piece of machinery. Yeah. And you were, and you were just mis- mixing and mixing and mixing it. I was like, you're going to make it. Like I a heavy looked at the amount of clicks. had the same mix as the woman on the video. And I, I watched said, everything. I s- Say to you, don't overwork the mixture, and, and you're like, but no, but they said to continuously whisk. I was like, they don't. That's what so she just, said. Yeah, uh, and listen to what I've got to say because <laughs> I know about this shit, and you're gonna ruin your cake if you whisk it constantly for 20 minutes. It wasn't 20 minutes. It was 19. Stop exaggerating. But it did. It did turn out good though. It smells amazing. Well, we haven't ate it yet. No, we haven't. Ate, no, because you have to we'll wait. put it in a box for a month to, before you, you eat wait. it. You have to like fuck? feed it and fuck it like a child. Yes, feed it you brandy. Feed it like brandy. A, exactly food. like a child. No, okay. What what do you feed brandy? It's like an to old me? grandmother. Oh yeah. Like yeah. you have to feed it brandy for a month before you can like get it out. So we got a new techo box through in the post today. I tell you oh, what, man. We did, yes. What's did. in it? We, you lucky lot, man. I'm telling you, seriously. There's, there's there's no bottles in there, but we can get. We've those. got bottles. We've, we've got, got bottles. We've got minis, and we can get bottles, bottles quite easily. So, but they sent us all. They sent us t-shirts, loads of sunglasses, like, tw- like fifteen loads pairs of or pins, yeah, like pins. enamel pins. They sent us uh, um, bottle loads openers, of stickers, stickers, bottle openers, uh, mugs, what else, some like. Jinx koozie things. There's loads of stuff. Loads of stuff in there. So the techo giveaways are about to get a bit more interesting. Yeah, there's going to be like... Because we sort of got to a point where we were like, all we had was stickers and bottles of techo. Not anymore. But now we've got bottles of techo, we've got stickers, we've got t-shirts, we've got... All the things you're going to be getting some serious. I'm serious really, I'm boxes. really gutted because they sent us two boxes. One just got lost in the fucking postal know, system. Postman Pat robbed it. Postman Pat robbed a fucking box of our techo. It could I'm turn hoping, up. I'm hoping maybe one day it'll just turn up, like in six months, and we're like, oh look at that. Yeah, that'd be nice, <laughs> wouldn't that'd it? Be nice. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'd tell them and say, what do you want us to yeah, do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we just of keep course. it for the next round or what? Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so. I think to be fair, they can't. I don't think they can send us um, the bottles anyway because it's like yeah, it's something about like something sending to do with the borders like, or t- like techo overseas or yeah, something. Like they, the can b- like they can gift a, a certain mad. amount, but after that, I'm not sure they can send it. But we can get hold of the bottles. Really yeah, that's easy. not a problem. Mex grocer, Mex grocer. So if you want to get some techo loot in your life, and when we say loot boxes, they're going to be like proper. I think the first couple are going to be quite spectacular. They're going to cost us a shitload in uh, in Postage, delivery. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to pick a winner that's n- next door to me. Yeah, like <laughs> just, just to hand it to them. Knock on the door. Again. There you go. <laughs> so if you want to win that, um, which will be coming, I think you're going to start doing that next week. That'll be Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, we usually drop on Monday, Tuesday. So. You know what to do. Go and do the follows and the likes and the tags and all that stuff. And we're also brought to you. Well, this competition giveaway, not giveaway, I say this every week. You know what the fucking is? It's coming yes. from Retrovague, yes. which is called 80s themed clothing. That have um, put their name to us as well. That's a show of confidence. I always think that. Makes me feel oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Makes me feel like I know. There are, there are like other people in the world that think we're okay. Like h- at least halfway decent. Uh, uh, okay. No, 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 no. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. In our oh. own way. <laughs> Go that far. In our, no. Okay. In our own. The bollocks. 
the shit way. What the hell are you talking about? She's only been here 10 minutes and she's slagging us off. <laughs> Um, this that I'm slag. This includes me in oh yeah, including like myself point. in the whole uh, slag. No, I'm not. I'm not slagging at anything. I'm, slagging. <laughs> I'm not slagging the ass. <laughs> um, so we've got a, a retro vague winner for this week, and it is a. I'd say it was a super tagger again. A super tagger. Like a super oh, spreader. Fuck yeah. She's riddled with COVID, this she's particular r- lady. She's riddled with techno retroness. She's riddled with, te- with COVID and she spreads that like she a really, whore. I think she and really she's wanted also the holographic sticker that yeah. she kept going on about. It's like, I want the sticker. <laughs> and she probably knows who, yeah, she recognises that maybe, that comment, the holographic sticker. But it's Annie Mack. Congratulations. Yeah, you, you, you spread your uh, seed far enough. <laughs> oh, girls can't you spread went, their seed. You went, That's the kind of thing a bloke does. Okay, well... She opens up and allows someone to spread their seed in, in her. Is that something that... I don't know. I, d- I, d- I have no <laughs> idea what you're going on about. She spread herself out far enough. She went on Facebook. She went on to Retrovay. She went everywhere. She went onto our Instagram. She was commenting and then talking to other people. So, yeah, she won this week. Yeah, and we're going to have some... Also, we're going to have some bullets to give away that Josh fired into a piece I of wood on the chat. I want to keep one of them. Yeah, so I'm sorry, do. I'm keeping one of them. It's going um, to go in the... It's the cabinet of rocks. Yeah, the cabinet of rocks. Okay, yeah, we'll do that with the uh, with the spearheads and shit. The, the arrows. spearheads, arrows, got like meteorites, got some like moon some rocks, kind of parts of space shuttles, rocks. and all sorts of shit in there's there. Loads I don't of know cool what we're talking about there. that. Um, but we're also part of a pod belly network, obviously. Um, no other than the best. The uh, the podcast <laughs> army taking over the world. But we're I kind of, I kind of feel like that we're alone on this side of the. Uh, of the world, everyone seems to be in America on a pop. Yeah, they all, they all, they could all like have a meet up, and we'd have to be like, oh, I can't come. Can't no, COVID. I'd go. I'd fucking fly. You what? COVID? Uh, post COVID. <laughs> well, post COVID, yeah, maybe, but they could all like there are podcasts like within the same state, so they can just go like, like meet up and like have like you know they do like swap casts and stuff like that. Whereas we're a bit stuck over here on the other yeah. side of the pond yeah, by ourselves. Yeah, we're the um, lonesomes. This is the takeover. This is the, um, it's the it's UK not even the European branch of Podbelly, but well, you know it, what where I mean. we are, like, because there ain't no other European podcasts, so it's literally true. Just that us. is that is us. Um, so please he- head over to podbelly.com, check out the network, and find some wicked podcasts like Sophie King Podcast and the Piecast. The Piecast. Yes, indeed, Aru. Um, if you want to get hold of us, you know our. Uh, our social media, it's whatever it is across robots. the board. It's just robots rise. I'm sure you podcast. can figure out Google. We've done it a few times. That's that's like a very Rob approach to it, isn't it? Yeah, but it's just type it in Google and you'll get it. Yeah, but uh, that's it's just what robots it is. rise podcast. I'm sure like people listening, go, I'm platforms. listening to a podcast called Robots Rise. I've got no idea how to contact them through their social media. <laughs> I think they figure it out. That's like a really like fast introduction. Have I missed something out here? We did Techo, we do, Winners. Shout outs? No shout-outs. Oh, shit, yeah, I didn't do any shout-outs. Oh, well. Uh, oh, well. D- Dave, uh, Sarah, Keith, and Jessica. Who, I don't know. I'm sure there's some people out there called that. There you go. You got a shout-out. Um, uh, that, I think, will cover it. And let's go on to this really grotty, dirty fucking episode. So this particular topic suggestion came from Lewis Reed Blake, um, 
actually enforced by Duncan on a chat. He was like, oh, by the way, Louis says, get on with this one. Because he did mention it a long time ago. I'll say a long time ago, about a month, two months ago, maybe. Um, and it's uh, Mick Philpot. Do you know him? Oh, yeah. I think most people in the UK know who he is. It's the guy that like burnt his family in his house. That's the fella. He was um, like a, basically a psychopathic, domineering, abusive prick. He burnt down his house as an act of revenge over his mistress who lived with him and his wife and kids. It's a fucking weird... Yes. Did, did his wife and wife know that it was his mistress? Was it, she like the nanny or something? You will... You'll... Like, this is the thing. There's a, a fair bit in this which relates to polyamorous relationships. And oh, okay. It, um, it, whatever. Do whatever you like. It's cool when... Each p- their own, man. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, essentially, what happened was when his mistress left, left him and his, his wife... It cut off a, a cash supply from the government benefit system. So he kind of just torched his house and killed six of his children in the process. And the, the youngest was fucking five. It is, it's a shocking case. But there's so much more to it. Cause like, like I said, people in the, in the UK will know Phil Part after because he gained like some notoriety in the press and he appeared on like TV before all this happened because he wanted free money and a bigger house. And he, and he became. Uh, dare I say it's like about, almost like a minor celebrity, um, but it was clear he was he was playing the system, and it was also clear that he was a half-wit village idiot um, from his past relationships, which there are many. You'll also hear that he was a fucking paedophile. It just seems like everybody's touching kids, man. Why I mean, is that? Like, like I don't know. Like you do wonder, don't you? The just the the the, the, the sort of. The every, mentality. Every, yeah, every day, like, it seems like there's more, like, more people from a certain time, era, that just did that. Well, this that is quite recent. Like this is, like, eight years ago when this happened. Oh, no, no, to be fair, no, he was, but he like was, he's, how old was he then? So, 40, so, I'm talking, like, kind of 80s. Yeah. People that were in their, kind of, young, sort of, 20s, 30s, in the 80s. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly what it's... <laughs> Did you read my notes? Do you know what I mean, though? Like, in their sort of twenty mid-2030s, 20, and there's fucking child fiddlers, man. Oh. Like, what the fuck? The world is fucked up, man. I'm also going to mention, obviously, because of the nature of this topic, benefits quite a lot. And I'm not bashing benefits either. I want to get that straight. I'm not. Ba- if you want to have, like, 12 boyfriends or 12 girlfriends and 50 husbands and 50 wives, that's fine, whatever. I don't care about that. And if you're on benefits, I don't care about that because they're, they're like, supposed to be a safety net, you know, just, you know. I think, uh, to be fair, what happens, I think, n- not to go too far into it because it's a, you know, like, it's, it's a bit of a yeah sort of touchy subject, I think, but... Well, not really. Uh, to, well, to some people it can be. And I think what happens is that there are people out there just like with any kind of system that take advantage of it. Yeah. And will do anything they can to get the most out of the, the free system. Well, this is exactly what this prick did. Because there's a lot of people out there on benefits who are trying desperately oh, not yeah, to yeah, be yeah, on yeah, benefits. Yeah. And that's totally fine. Like you say, it's like a safety net and it's there for the when they're in the dire situation. But when it comes to people just using the system to just for their own gain and like you know just i just yeah well that's exactly he took advantage of the system and and the women that he surrounded himself with basically just to scam more cash because he had 17 children right i'm not saying you can't have what, 17 like far, children that he, that he fathered at least yeah i'm not saying that you can't have with 17 lots children of different women i'm, I'm not ca- yeah <laughs> i'm not a poor woman yeah a mop was enormous man but there are people there are Families out there, aren't there? Like fucking one woman is at like thirty-five. Well, like, octa women who had like twenty babies in one go. 
Jeez. I don't think that's possible, is no, it? No, what, what was she? Did she have eight? Eight, what, eight kids? I think six eight, or I think, like yeah. But Mental. The, no, I'm talking about like, the fam, there's like a family in the UK who has, she has something like 25 kids or something daft like that. Yeah, well, this is kind of like this. And this isn't really, I would say it's an isolated case in the terms of how this went down and what actually was the end product. But it's not isolated in the terms of the numbers of, of children he has. And this is not, this isn't common, but these this type of, mentality is out there um but it's kind of like it's like i'm not ca- like i say i'm not casting judgment on people that live have loads of children but i'm saying probably live within your means if, if you're on benefits desperately struggling to pay for everything then stop having children i mean if you're at child number 12 and you're like i can't pay for this i can't cope well, you let's have five more i mean yeah don't you're either fucking well, stupid you're doing it for a reason the in the uk the biggest amount of benefits come from having children oh yeah so that's why people do it because they see an opportunity. Like each child is worth a certain amount. Especially if you get a broken one, it's worth more. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. If you have, you know, a child of dis, and I have seen families that do that, that will have progressively have more and more disabled children, especially like children with Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. You know, once you, once you sort of reach a certain age, you're more susceptible about you know having a child with Down syndrome. Yes, and. She continued just to, even though she she knew she had that like, you know, extra propensity to (coughs) create that extra chromosome in the child. She had like four or five of them. But that's fine. That's fine. You you, that's within your. You can do that. Of course, it's. it's, But is it right? I don't know if it's right. Yes, it is. What you're gonna. You can't stop. That's fine. It's totally fine, and you can do that. And the benefit system is there to help people that need it, not for people that take the fucking piss and kill their kids. That's where the problem. is. I mean, you then you start going into overpopulation, and you're like, oh, fucking Hanson into Hitler. Right, I'm gonna start sterilizing everyone. No, I'm not (laughs) saying that, but there is an issue, isn't there? We watched that fucking David Attenborough yes. film. Oh, yeah. There's an issue. We can't, we can't carry on as we are in terms of like population growth. Uh, well, I often think maybe we I can if le- we just did it in a different way. If we like had a more t- like uh, intelligent approach to it, it's because like when you say like overpopulate, like they say, oh, there's too many people in England or whatever in the, in no, the UK. No, no. When you there's drive around down the motorway, it's, it's just fucking rolling no, fields for everywhere. About, We're all standing on each other's shoulders. It's not about that. It's about the you know, amenities and the amount of fucking yes. stuff to feed water yeah. and clean, you know, eventually that shit will get, we'll get so many people that won't be able to That's deal with true. all that. planet can only support a certain amount yeah, of people. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, let's get back onto this fucking parasitic loser. You know, he was draining something like a hundred thousand pounds a year from the system. At least. Oh God, that's some, I mean, he's worked it. And sure. he was demanding more. He said he felt entitled to it. It's like, congratulations, you've got 11 kids, Mr. Are Philpott. Are you entitled to it, though? Because you're not earning it. Um, yeah, you are. Because you're entitled to it. If you haven't got a job and you're on... You're not earning it, though. No, but he's not earning it. But he's so he's, he's entitled pay, to he's, it. because he's paying that. It's, we are, because exactly. it's a safety net. Because we're, we're a civil society. And if somebody... Like, I'd like to think if I lost my job and I hadn't got any money, then I'd be able to claim benefits because the system is there to you protect people. I've done that. But I, I, I I'm not into it now. I was screwed. I, when I couldn't work or I didn't work, I was struggling to find work. I couldn't get benefits. Yeah, well, I couldn't I get know. any kind of benefits. To be fair, I only know what I know basically from researching this. So it's, not as easy, it's not as easy as as it as you think to get benefits as you. It's not you know it's not as easy as you think. <laughs> well, it was pretty fucking easy for Mick well, Philbin. Apparently <laughs> for him, but that I think it, like I say. When you have kids, you get lots and lots of extra benefits. He hacked the system properly. He was a horrific person, and you're going to hate him with a passion after I this. Don't, I don't like him already. Oh, well, yeah. He was a nasty, violent, domineering, aggressive, 
lying, cheating scumbag who thought he was clever. Like, he literally thought he was God's gift. Like, in some respects, he was a self-obsessed maniac, but in reality, he was a filthy, dirty cunt. When I say, like, dirty, I mean it. Like, he told police when all this went down, he got arrested. He hadn't had a shower for 12 weeks leading up to the fire. He's why? Like, because he's just a fucking tramp, that's why. <laughs> Trampo salad. He just wants to come across as, like, a big, hard person. But in reality, he just surrounding himself with vulnerable, scared and desperate women he could take advantage of. That's all he did. That's all he did. He just fucking... He's a, he's a home wrecker, a bully, and he knows how to spot people that he can take advantage of. So do you want to get into his life? Should we get into a little bit of, of a Mick Philpot? Scare everyone to life. Um, so he was born in Derby in 1956, and there's not a lot on his on his early life. He came from a normal working class home, very typical, like both parents working hard to support the family. And I don't know why Mick Philpot turned out the way he did, but from my reading on previous like podcasts where murders or whatever, they tend like these kind of controlling men it seems to be like a learned behavior something that they've seen maybe from a father or something i'm not sh- saying that's the case in this instance but i think it i think it probably is i don't see how someone can be like him just off the bat it seems like a learned behavior to me well, i don't know i think i think there's um when we were talking about uh robert black oh yeah oh robbie and black and it and it there is an element of you wonder yeah. It can't all be learned. No, no. Well, I think yeah. I think for some you know, it's like when you get it's like know, two different animals yeah. and you adopt two different animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one and they and they're both tiny kittens, so they've not really learned any kind of it had many experiences. Right. You Don't get know what two Netflix very is. different you can end up with two very different personalities. It's like a psycho cat. Even though you treat yeah, you can end <laughs> like up with a, a psycho cat. mental cat without Wicked. having treated it any differently to the one that's totally loving true and calm. i mean i'm not a fucking psychologist i don't know so i think it's not all i think obviously bad experiences can be learned yeah de- yeah definitely you know, like they can pick up on like terrible things that happen in their um you know in their past that ha- that obviously c- creates some sort of psychosomatic yeah, kind point. of issue but i do think some people are just born a bit rotten born mental mental babies so yeah. this could be like it could, yeah you're right it's probably that, a combination guy, of nature and that, nurture. that kid it, he, he was born five years old and doing stuff that no, like mm. yeah there's yeah. no oh, way yeah. that someone showed him any of that stuff that's just going on in his own head it's a bit fucking weird isn't it yeah so his childhood and adolescence is, is kind of like riddled with petty crime and violence you know wagging school same shit you've heard millions of times when you talk about like serial killers on this podcast it was basically a trail of like destruction drugs alcohol criminal behavior that he never really got punished for and i suppose without punishment it enabled him to continue you know why stop there's no penalty until there was and even when there was a penalty he didn't stop so as an example i'm going to move forward to 1978 when he was 21 years old he joined the army i think that was kind of like his (laughs) only ever like real job um like like the years previous or something like that and he had a girlfriend at the time when he joined and it was a 15 year old called kim hill so unless i'm mistaken 21 year old mick and 15 year old kim hill means he's a paedophile she's less than fucking 16 surely that's how old was he 21 he was in the army and she was 15 pedo the end 100 percent it was his first, and I say inverted, cop, inverted commas, proper relationship, so to speak. And it lasted two years. So if she years. was 16, he wouldn't be 
No. The thing is, there's a, weird a gray, point, there's a grey area with that sort of stuff because I don't think oh, if don't he was man. if she was 16 and 20 and he was 22, people wouldn't wouldn't necessarily be like. <gasps> yeah, but if he was 18 and she was 15, then he's a paedophile because he's or an if adult. She, if, she and she's was a seven, if he was 17 and she was 15, that's yeah, the man. thing. It's pedos <laughs> tend to be like people who are like in their fucking no, no, no. middle age. No, no, no. Most paedophiles are in their are mid mid 20s men. Telling you, man. Telling you, done enough research. Um, so the way he treated this this girl Kim Hill was exactly the way the way he treated every single woman in his life. Just you know, just horrible, aggressive, just a general bastard. And I don't think calling him a bastard really does it any justice because, like, repeated beatings. He he actually snapped Kim's arm in half. He smashed and dislocated her kneecap with a sledgehammer because she was paying too much attention to a baby she was looking after. And he also shot her in the groin with a crossbow because he didn't like the skirt she was wearing. This is the kind of person we're dealing with. He's 21 at this point. Uh, Mick Philpott's violence seemed to stem from paranoia, uh, that she was potentially cheating on him whilst he was away on his army post. And it all came to a head because he's obviously been aggressive and shooting her and breaking her fucking arms and legs and shit. And Kim was like, I'm, I'm out of this. So instead of like saying it to his face, smart, she wrote a letter calling off the, calling off the relationship. And Phil Pot wasn't having that. And he's like, you know, you can't, can't have a woman displaying independence and power over him. That's not the kind of person. That's, he doesn't roll like that. So he immediately went AWOL from the army. He just fucking lost his shit broke into her house, armed with a knife, and he tried to murder her. He, uh, he stabbed Kim Hill 27 times, and he tried to gut her, slitting her stomach open. <gasps> Kim's mother had heard, heard like, because she started screaming, fighting for her life. She ran in and tried to stop Mick. He turned the knife on her and tried to kill her as well, stabbing the fuck out of her. She, uh, Kim Hill suffered uh, collapsed lungs, a punctured bladder, kidney, and liver, which she believes was a factor in uh, <clears throat> like later life when she developed liver cancer. She had life-changing inj- injuries. Mm. So this is what this fella's doing when he's 21. And, uh, and what happened to him? Well, he was obviously arrested, and there wasn't really much he could say or do. He was taken to court, and he was found guilty for attempted murder and grievous bodily harm on Kim's mother, which is bollocks. It should have been attempted murder on Kim's mum as well, because yeah. he's fucking stabbing her. Uh, and he was sentenced to seven years in prison in 1978. Fucking <laughs> up. Honestly, <laughs> I do wonder. It's this... Just it's just there's such a pattern, isn't there? Like, what yeah. the fuck? <clears throat> like that got for that. Yeah. What what's it? What what did the girl? Hang on. What was I? I did the Slender Man last week, and the girls that did that. Yeah. Got like forty years in fucking psychi- psychi- psychiatric fucking yeah. care. Mm-hmm. In, in, in like closed door, like they can't leave. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This dude gets seven years what for. And he was out in three. Nearly gutting the fucking girl. He was out in three. He tried to go. That's what he was going to do. Holy shit. Three years. This this is where the fucking system fails people. Do you reckon they just get lost and they fall through the cracks? Like whoever let those parole officers who let that fucker out. Yeah. Uh, they're responsible for those th- those deaths. They have some responsibility. They have some responsibility over the people who died after they let him out. Yeah. Because it's fucked, he, isn't it? because he wouldn't that wouldn't have happened if you just kept him in prison like he deserved to be kept for in prison. You can't a double attempted murder. You can't like Three there were, years. there were people who didn't even like do the fucking murder and they're, 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 they're pri- doing double life sentences and they Pe- didn't even they didn't even touch the knife that stabbed a person. People go to prison for, just there. for 20 years having a gram of cannabis in their pocket. It's insane. And then never come out and like, this cunt tried to fuck? kill two people when he was 21. One, and one of them you can prove that he was a paedophile at the same time. 
fuck me? So he got out after three years, and um, once out, he had to attach himself to another woman as fast as possible for financial reasons. He'd never admit that, but that he's a lazy fuck. So this is basically the reason why I did So he had numerous relationships with vulnerable, very young women. They were all violent and domineering relationships, never loyal, perpetually cheating. He got married in 1986 to a woman called Pamela Lomax, and he was with her for a few years. With her, he fathered three children, two boys and uh, one girl. And the relationship was as horrific as you could expect, being as he's <laughs> done time for attempted I murder. I know, I know, it's not <laughs> as easy as like I'm gonna say, but you do wonder, don't you? Like, why do they? Why do these ladies put up with it? Fear. You'll see why when you get into it. But it's fear. But it's also he knows how to pick them. He knows he can. He can. He targets him on specific people, broken people that he knows are down and out and have no choice but to, you know take him up on his generous offers so to speak um but he's fucking crazy mate he's fucking crazy phil pop would um, regularly threaten to to do to pamela what he did to to kim basically threaten her with i'll murder you i'll try and kill you if you if you don't do what i say her life became so traumatic that, that she thought there was no escape and she actually hoped the only way that she could get out of it was he'd probably get maybe get bored of her and then just move on to someone else because the prospect of leaving on her own accord was terrifying it would it, ha- it has to be on his on his you know on his ground so to speak um she was regularly violently beaten uh, but never went to the police because she was scared to report uh, she felt she couldn't leave but she got lucky uh, and in 1980 in 1993 sorry when uh, Mick was 37 he left Pamela and started a relationship with a 14-year-old girl called Heather Kehoe. Okay, so he's definitely a paedophile at this point. Yeah, of course he's a paedophile, yeah. He um, he was... He, she, his, his new girlfriend, this 14-year-old girl, was um, one of was the same age as one of Mick's sons. And it's like, you can't even fucking see that, mate. Are you, I mean... I don't think this... Don't think he cares, does it's he? It's crazy. But being 14, Philpot knew the risks involved because he, I suppose because of his criminal record as well. So when Heather turned, he kept it on the down low. And when Heather turned 16, on her birthday, like the fucking midnight, dong, 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 right, let's go. She, uh, she ran away from her parents' home and moved in with him. And he was like 40 at the time. So he kept this fucking four, like 14-year-old girlfriend. He was fucking on the down low. I mean, they say that he didn't consummate the relationship until he was 16, but fuck off. When you get through this, you'll be like, nah. Yeah, nah, fuck off. So when Philpott left uh, Pamela Lomax for Heather, he took her children with him, effectively kidnapping them, taking them without consent, because she was too frightened to stand up for him. So so with Heather, he's obviously his his new 16-year-old girlfriend, and Pamela Lomax's three children... They get a council house. She's not new at that point, though. She was 14 when they first started going out. Well, he's pretty new. Because it was kept kept on the down low, wasn't it? Yeah, but still... You can't... has to be new. a two-year relationship, that is. No, it's got to be new when you're 16. Because if it's not new, then you're a paedophile. Oh, it's definitely new. See what I mean? He's just fucking... So he gets a council house with um, with Heather. It's like a, all given to them for free from the you know, courtesy of the UK taxpayer. And straight away, he wants Heather pregnant because babies equal cash. She quickly gave birth to two boys, so now there's five children. So he's got a two, what, the twins or just no, like just like two in, boys in quick, quick, quick succession. Yeah. Right, right, right. So he's got three kids from the first relationship. 
fucking stole them, got a 14-year-old girl when she turned 16, knocked her up, she's blasted two kids out, all the while he's claiming all this child benefit. Again, Heather Kehoe, like... And them children ain't seen fuck all of that, are they? Oh, you will be shocked at what this bloke does. You, you want to hit him with a fucking bat, honestly. He's a, he's a fucking proper disgusting piece of shit. Horrible. And like all women in his life... This poor girl, Heather, again, suffered terribly. He'd batter on the reg for no reason. Like, one of the reasons that she get, she put forward to the beatings was that he wanted a daughter, and obviously she'd only produced two sons. So what Philpott would do is he'd get Heather's own two children to join in Why with the beatings. Why did he want a daughter? I don't know. Probably so he could rape it, probably. Mm. And he, so, so he got Heather's actual kids to join. Like, he taught them how to beat their own mum up, like, and not oh, leave bruises. Hell. And, and again, she didn't go to the police because of extreme violence. I, th I, th I do, I kind of get it, man, because if you're scared as fuck and you go to the police and you tell them this and then you end up having to go home and be in the same house as the bloke you just reported for beating you up, you could be fucked. And you know he's already tried to kill some two people. And these fucking kids. This is shocking, man. He controlled her through physical and sexual violence, often forcing her to sleep with other men and women. But there's only so much she can take. And when Heather had enough and left, she'd been with him for about 10 years at this point. And she was like, I'm fucking out. She's just down, beaten, and just mm. had to get out. She was a brave woman. She didn't tell him. She just cleverly, she quietly got her shit together and just left. And she left her three children behind. Oh, shit. Was the reason being... Especially, I, mean, I suppose if the kids are beating her up as well, though, mm. they're little shits as well. Yeah, but, yeah, I see. But she yeah, knows but what's, what's causing that. I yeah, of course, of course, I understand that, but it doesn't. It still doesn't mean that she's doesn't not. Excuse it. She doesn't excuse it that 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 these kids are think it's right to beat up their own mum. Yeah, that's outrageous. It's everything about this is just like you just go, what slack, George? But, that, but this is the thing. Like, there are so many good people out there who can't have kids. <laughs> no. And they and when to adopt is like you have to go through like the yeah. the ring, you know the houses to get you have to go around the houses to get to avoid being adopted by people like this i suppose to get you know to get uh qualified to to be in you know yeah, qualified, yeah. qualified to adopt a child that you're you know perfectly sane and sound to do so but then like people like this guy just has kid after kid after kid and he's raising them to like be aggressive and nasty and little shits yeah. girls you know those kids aren't going to be nice nature kids and that's nope. the thing is like that's definitely learned isn't it Yes, that's what I mean. Because he must have got this from somewhere. Whether his dad was like that too. You'd, but did I you not know. know? Did you find out anything? It wasn't. About that? It wasn't really a great deal on his early life. Like I said, it was just kind of. Did like you think if that was the case, you would? I think some people are just rotten. The, yeah, if that was the absolutely. case, you'd be like, oh yeah, his dad. He was pretty badly abused as a child, and this happened to him, and that. That would be easy to find if that was true. So if it's not easy to find, it's probably not true. Well, it's true. up to him to say, and he probably wouldn't want to say that because it shows weakness. So he just well, keeps not his really. mouth shut. If, if, if I don't know. If it, if it was in a you know an abuse most of the time these abuse people who are in abusive serial killers and and like abusive nasty people who've had a bad upbringing you kind of know about it hmm. like it's Robert Black you knew you knew about it it is sort of obvious isn't it like I I honestly think that there's some shit going down in his past that we're not you maybe. know privy maybe, to maybe maybe so Heather she she leaves and she left her three children behind as we said and the reason why she did that is she wanted to use the courts to to get her children. 
Um, and she didn't actually get custody until 2002. And this was like a, this was like a prolonged court battle to get them. Oh, she tried though. She wanted them. She y- just had to get out. Yeah, but this is much to uh, to mix anger because she knew if she just took them, he'd come and get her. That's yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. he did. It's not worth her life, is so it? So he was publicly throwing allegations of abuse at her in an effort to get the children back and derail like court proceedings. And it felt like in. <laughs> Really deep down, he felt like that she stole cash off him because three children have got a benefit value. Everything, every woman that he goes after, it it comes to money. It, it really does. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where the story starts to kind of like focus in on the events that led up to this fire that we're going to talk about and, and the murder of, of six children. Um, in the year 2000, Philpott meets a young, broken, vulnerable, single 19-year-old mother of one called Mary Duffy. And she just escaped, poor girl, a violent relationship. Oh, God. I know, it's horrible. See, this is the thing. He knows how to spot girls like this. And he also knows that they're too scared to stand up. To. It's perfect for him. So so May Reed, um, <laughs> in mixed eyes, and it's horrible to say, but she was perfect. Breeding age, loads of children left in her. Think of all that free government money. Because he's like oh, probably, what, 50 now. You know what I mean? She's 19 he can whack out a few kids. So May Reed moved into uh, to Phil Potts' house uh, with her youngest son, and the house was on 18 Victoria Road, Osmaston in Derby. At first, she called him her guardian angel and said that she, you know, properly, properly loved him because without him, she was out on the streets. This is this is where he uh, he can get his hooks in. You're on the streets. You've got nowhere to go. Come and live with me. It's like a knight in shining armor. Mm. But he hadn't changed. A lot, a lot of the the people, these people are like that. You know yeah. where where the thing is, there's like a certain amount of charm to these sorts of people who initially, are yeah. who are yeah, like initially, like you know, they're charming. They seem charming to the people around them, <coughs> mm-hmm. and then because almost it's sort of almost cult like in that in the bit in their ability to. Just to to you know, it is cult like to like gather these these vulnerable people it's in. Like they've got a spell. And once they're in and they're under your spell, you def- you f- you don't you fuck them. It distorts your perception of reality to the point where you you kind of like just believe everything that he says, even if you know that it's not real and it's not accurate. You just it's just better to believe it because if you go actually I, I'm going to stand up against whatever it is you just said, you probably just get a fucking beating and. Uh, Talking of beatings, people came forward after all this went down and said that they saw him, particularly in a pub, he attacked uh, Mary with a pork cue and just battered her round the head to the floor and dragged her out full of people and no one did a single thing. He beat her, mentally abusive. He got a caution off the police off the police for slapping her and dragging her down the streets by her hair in full view of everyone. But this kind of person, a caution, don't do it again. Don't be naughty. Please be good. He didn't I give ju- a fuck. I just don't. I, it is. It's mental to me that it's crazy. someone who has been into prison yeah. for attempted murder <laughs> of two people. Yeah. Or okay, fine, manslaughter or no, no grievous it, bodily harm or whatever it was. Well, that's what they said, but it was GBH. attempted murder. He tried you, to kill two you, people. You tried to kill two people, and yeah. you went to prison for three years. And now this dude is... It facilitates this behaviour. Not only, you know, because there, there, there is like a long list of women by this point who are just tr- just escaping this fucking guy's... Running for the hills. Awful grasp. And then and and then, and then then he's just, no, you, you, don't do that again. Go on. Back to your, back <laughs> be to your bedroom. Go on. Go on now. Yeah, fuck off. Oh, no. D- you should You should be fucking... You should be slamming that guy in the prison and never letting, letting uh, him out considering again. Considering what we're going to go through. Yeah. You re- it, that would have been perfect. So May Reed, she moved in with him in the year 2000, I think. But 
obviously always on the lookout for more women. In 2001, Mick Philpott meets a 16-year-old orphaned single mother of one called Lisa Wills. Again, not wanting to miss out on an opportunity to snare another broken woman needing help, he invited her to move him in with him and May Reed. So he's, he's got his girlfriend, he's found another one, he's, and then he's invited to his... It's, it's, he's got two girlfriends on the go, living with him, simultaneously in a house with like seven children at this fucking point. It's, it's nuts. I mean, if you want a polyamorous relationship, go for your fucking life. That's why I'm not talking about these. These women didn't want that, but they no, were. No, he's just forcing that. That ain't polyamorous. That's just him forcing it on onto them. And they just did it because they had somewhere to fuck. live. Yeah, 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 yeah. These women were essentially they were just abused consistently. I couldn't imagine what their life would have been like. Um, May Reed actually said that she was really hurt emotionally when this new girl Lisa moved in. She was like, "Dude, you're like basically fucking a 16 year old in front of me." And he was like, shut the fuck up. You know your place. And so she did. That was a kind of mentality. Because mm. she, if she moved out, where's she going to go? She's not. She can't go anywhere. Anywhere but there. True. <laughs> anywhere would have been better. Anywhere but there. I'm sure if you went, there are many, many, you know, places and 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 charities out there who yeah. can help you yeah. in that sort of situation. Mm, yes. You just, there, is, there is always, always a fucking way out Come of that shit. House. Like I think a lot of the time with these these poor abused ladies or men, whatever whatever kind of relationship they're in where they're being consistently ab- abused, mentally or physically, or both. Yeah. And they think they've got no way out and they're right. frightened and scared for their lives. Yep. No, no, no. You there is always a way out. It's just you just can't see you it. You just it can't feel see like it. it. You're just so so, you're so horrific in it. They're so in it and like almost... Like I say, dist- the reality is distorted yeah, by yeah, the man. Yeah, they're like, the their reality is completely distorted. They don't know so what's they don't, real. They don't know what's real. What girls. I know. Uh, well, and men. There are plenty of men out there who are in, you know, it's not just to, about women. It's just awful that they get to a point where they just think there is no, there's just no way out. But there always is. But it's easy to say that. Being an onlooker from the yeah, outside. Yeah, yeah, We're not in it. We have no idea no, no, the hell's no, with no. this. No like, idea. You've no idea what it's like to live like that. So I'm t- talking completely out of school, obviously, yeah, with everything yeah. that we ever do. I'm not <laughs> no, but I'm just saying from my point of view that, of course, there's always a way out, but they just don't see it. So Philpot actually married Mary Duffy in 2002. And Lisa Wills, his, uh, his young mistress, was the bridesmaid. and She was 17 at the time. Poor woman, man, totally trapped. Immediately after the marriage, Philpot... He thinks he's one. He's got, you know. Does he divorce these other women, or does he just keep marrying more and more women? Yeah, basically. Because like, it, it's sort of like he just keeps. You keep saying he's he did he just married this new woman, and then he married this woman, and then he married that woman. He, did he divorce any of the other women pra- along yeah, the way? He, he, mar- he obviously um, the first one. Yes, that was that was over. So yeah. he's a free man up until he ma- he marries uh, May Reed Duffy. But he's he's shagging loads of he's yeah, having that, p- previous relationships and knocking and getting kids out. But of I'm it, pretty basically. sure it's not legal to. You, you can marry and divorce and get married, married again. Yeah, if, yeah, but I mean, is he, he divorcing people? Yes, okay, he, right. he only got married once before this, and then he divorced her. So he got. So okay. he's he's not married. So he marries May Reed, and this is fucking. It's. I mean, immediately after the marriage, he thought he'd. He thinks he's won because at this point, both women are looking after the children. They did all the housework. He sent both of them, his wife and his mistress, out to work as cleaners. They were All their earnings were paid into his bank account directly. He kept all the money. They never saw a penny ever, and they didn't even have a key to their own house. It's fucking crazy. They had to knock on the door to get in. 
that's that's what he's like. Every tiny piece of of, of independence in their life is is cr- is crushed. He like he'd drop them off at work, pick them up, and they couldn't do anything. Well, that's just control, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It Meanwhile, he's so doing. It, f- it he doesn't sound like he should have the fucking purse strings either, because it does. Where's all this money going? Just spends it and spends it and spends it on what? Well, he just he just drank, took drugs. He, you know, he'd get into fights. He'd shag around. He invited his mates over to have sex with these two women. He called them bitches. What a fucking weapon. They were effectively slaves. He even said a woman's place was to look after a man. And why have one when you can have two? He's a fucking tyrant. He's like a mad dictator, like you said before, like a cult leader. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. These these men, I mean, it it does seem more like of a tendency in men, but these men or women are... It's it's physical dominance, I think. Yeah, it's, it's like they just... Or perceived physical dominance. They just, they just have this hold over yeah. people that yeah. you you can't understand because it, no, you, you can't. And it's like you say, it's like well, we're removed from it. It's we not can't always understand. doesn't work on everybody, mm. but but the, there are certain people yeah. who are vulnerable oh, yeah, yeah, to yeah. it, and they know how to sniff them out. Like that's it, clever. Like bloody. Blood yeah, ha- yeah, you know, like bloodhounds. Yep, they know exactly exactly what to look for. So over the next six years, Mick Philpart fathered four children with May Reed and three to Lisa Wills. Now, don't forget they had a child each when he trapped them. So I'm losing kind of I'm kind of losing count of how many there is. I think at this point there's eleven th- children in had, the house. He had five, and then he's got another two, so that's seven. And then how many has he had? Well, it's, it's eleven at this at this point when he's in the house. So there's fourteen people in total because eleven kids. And I can't and th- imagine it's a big house. And three. Well, on, it's just a normal size. Ben, ha- on per- it's a perfect. It's like a council house, two or three bedrooms. It's a normal sized house in the UK. But yeah. when there's fourteen yeah, fucking people that's in there, two like a four bedroom house is is a good size for a four to five person family, not a fucking. Well, if you had a seven bedroom house, everyone's sharing a room. Sixteen, seventeen people. It's crazy. So he's got 17 in total at this point. So there's probably other kids dropping in from previous relationships. But he so he showed no interest in the children's schooling, no interest in any of their aspirations or dreams. He never did father things. There was no displays of affection to them or his wife or mistress other than fucking the shit out of them. Uh, and at one point, this is like fucking well cheeky. I'm not really even sure of the logic why he did it, but he asked May Reed for a divorce so he could marry Lisa Wills, his living mistress, at the same time, asking May Reed to stay in the house, look after him and look after their children and basically just crack on as normal. She was like, uh, you're no. taking a piss, mate. But crucially, <laughs> did I don't... Did she do it? No. Not good. Beca- well, well, not good. I, she- think, I think he didn't fully go batshit crazy on her when she refused because he realised the amount of money that she was bringing in and she didn't. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can see that like living in this council house, you got Mick... May Reed, Mistress Lisa, 11 children. Shit's getting fucking cramped. But there was more because Lisa and May Reed both got pregnant at the same time. So they were expecting two babies. He was expecting two babies simultaneously from two different women in the same house in March 2007. It was fucking crazy. And this is where the public becomes aware of him. Again, a self-absorbed like narcissist incapable of seeing the error of his, of his ways. He went to the press claiming that he had human rights for a larger, bigger, more spacious house and with more children on the way, it hit the headlines across the nation. And it hit yeah, the headlines... that's not normal, because it's like... Because it was so outrageous women, what he was saying. It's two women in the same house, 
two, yeah. but giving birth to two yeah. of his of his children, but two two women. Oh, it was it was outrageous. That's very out of the norm in, in the UK. It, so of course you can have an unusual life. You can have an unusual the, the unusual lifestyle that he led really did get attention. But I think it was only after all this came out and came to light that, that you realised that what was an unusual lifestyle that these three adults and their nine million children lived it wasn't actually voluntary on most parts no it was just like forced it was horrific yeah. but because of what he went to the press and it all came out he was destroyed in public as a, a benefit scrounger and basically a simpleton and the public had a field day they just laughed at him in the street he looked like the, the village did you and this is the thing right this is where I can see him like getting unhinged because like very much so these got these these sorts of people and they're very they're sort of very much kind of you know people who lack empathy aren't they so no, he has you know, no empathy psych- psychopathic yeah, kind of complete psycho. And, and they they can see what they they can see the sort of people that they can they can bend Extract. to their will yeah. Yeah. however there are many many people out there who they can't bend to their yeah, will. Yeah, and yeah. when they come up against someone like that, so yep. in this case, he's putting himself out there and there are hundreds of people just laughing at him because he's a fucking idiot and they can see it yeah. and they're going to tell him that because yeah. he can't bend those people to their will because they're not vulnerable people or they're not... Or he didn't care what their their impression was. It may be that he just they doesn't do. care. Psychopaths really do care about that stuff. Maybe. They really care. like Because it, everything about their life is about control and about yeah. making sure people are, you know, are bending to their will and doing serving what they want and serving a purpose and, you know, and being being a, a, a batting... Being submiss- being submissive complete, yeah. and, and just, just being there to be shouted at mm. and to be... Used. ...abused and used and, and just an object almost... Constantly pushing them. it further and further each and time because he's getting away with more and more and more. Um, and when, but when they come up against people who are like, fuck nah, you, mate, mate, you're a twat. What yeah. the fuck are you going on about? You they fucking, like they don't like it. Well, one example of that is that he actually, and in hindsight, this probably shouldn't, wasn't advisable. But he was asked to appear on on TV programs, and he went on on the um, on the Jeremy Kyle show like a proper oh, chavvy bastard. No. That's like um, the Jerry Springer for mongs, basically. And on yeah. the show, he was questioned by the public, and he uh, and asked basically to justify his demands of, of free money and a new house he'd become aggressive and start shouting and pointing and you can see the clips of it i think a lot of them have been watered or taken off now there's only a few that you can see and there's one point where because like jeremy kyle he he calls people out he, i mean i don't know i don't really know a lot about that show in the sites but every clip i've seen jeremy kyle's going you're a fucking liar and, and yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. gives it people and that's why yeah. he's got it's like jerry springer um but no one calls mick philpot out and philpot would get mad at him and say fuck you mate i'm I'll defend my children to the death. Nobody's going to interfere and hurt my kids. And you're like, when you look at it in hindsight, you're like, fucking hell, how fucked up is this? Again, it probably shouldn't have happened. But because it was so outrageous, the, the Jeremy... But that's what he wants. He wants the, the yeah. notoriety and he wants to be in the spotlight. He thought that he'd get a free house out of it. Or, well, he had a free house anyway, a bigger house. That's what he, what he wanted. So I'm fucking kids. 
Stop but, being a twat. <laughs> but the performance that he gave on, on the Jeremy Kyle show effectively turned him into like a, a dirty celebrity and he became, I think, fame hungry and the, the narcissist yeah, in him yeah, yeah. really burst out yeah, and, yeah. He, and he wanted the attention he loves where it, he could. Loving the attention, yeah. And it was nuts because... Whether it's good or bad, probably he, loving yeah, it. Yeah, doesn't care. Doesn't care, yeah. He, uh, he appeared on another show. He went on a, a TV documentary called Anne Widdicombe versus the Benefit Culture. This is in 2007. Anne, and, Anne Widdicombe. Anne Widdicombe, is, she's like a she's conservative member yeah, of parliament. Conser- yeah, proper conservative... Uh, yeah, yeah. She's quite... She doesn't like like take no shit. No. She called like him out stern, loads. Yeah, stern yeah. lady. She actually went to spend a week with him in his house and was was apparently supposed to to, to live in it but she was like no fuck that man I'm not no, st- no <laughs> I'm not there. fucking being around this toss part she, fuck that no it's because it was like it was like oh, hello you're a member of parliament you're gonna have to kip on the floor in a sleeping bag and she was like what the fuck this is crazy no I'd rather go home to my moat thank yeah, you very yeah, much yeah my 30 grand and my gold plated <laughs> toilet well she spent a week with him to try I suppose in an effort to get him to try and change his lifestyle and on camera he consistently claimed that he couldn't find a job and, def- and depended on benefits um, Widdicombe in the week that she was with him, that short week, she found three jobs and like she got him interviews and stuff and he actually got one of the jobs. I think it was like a barrel maker or something, but he didn't turn up on day one and got sacked immediately. That, that's the thing. Like, you I don't think, want it. No, you get no, 20 grand for a barrel maker or, or, or however much you Or 100 grand a year to, <clears throat> to be yeah. do nothing, to basically do jack shit, watch fucking... You can do maths. you got to Jer- give that. Like Jeremy, which was something we do say actually, like for people who don't work and are like... Just cho- and choose not to it, actively look. It's for people work. that choose and are deliberately. Yeah, deliberately taking, taking benefits and not and doing everything they can not to find. Not using work. them as they're designed to be, but using and them how you, they want them. Yeah, they're just they're there to help you when you when you're looking for work. But you always on those benefits always are supposed to be looking for work. Yeah. And going to interviews and and you know it's called signing on in the UK where you have to go in. It's always on the doll. And you have to like sign a bit, you know, prove that you. That you know you're actively trying to find work, but this dude, he's not. He, they don't want the job. No. They just they no, do everything it. they can to not get the job. You and want me and to it'll always be the other person's fault. You want no, me to take it? It wasn't a my fault that that I didn't get. They, they sacked me from that barrel job. I, my kid was sick or something. No, he didn't morning. even turn up. He's like, yeah, you want you want me to take a twenty grand job when I'm on? Yeah, but he'll just use eighty grand a year. Yeah, and you're going to turn up. What happened with that job? Mr. Phil it's kind of like a he, trap and he'll be like oh well uh, that morning I know it was my first day but god I had some terror like my kid was sick one of my kids <laughs> 17 million kids were sick and then and then I and then I tripped over and I bent Got my to- I bent my toe back and I had a really bad toe ache all day <laughs> like they'll always find ways to not actually get the job because look Anne Widdicombe for, for one week she found him three interviews yeah 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 well, like look, the, the jobs are out there. I think a lot of s- just some. Well, maybe not now, but some, back the then they were. But, well, there's always jobs out there. So this sort of gave, like this this documentary, gave the public an insight into into his life because the cameras were in his house and following him around, and it looked fucking hellish. It was complete chaos, which as was you'd it expect, like mucky and grimy. Four, well, it was like. fourteen people in the house. It's, yeah, it is. I mean, there's not a lot. I mean, 14 fucking people in, in one house. And actually, you know what? Philpa had a caravan, like a, basically like a trailer home in his back garden. And he showed Anne Widdicombe this. And he told her that his wife and his mistress would spend alternate nights in there having sex with him. And like, again, God. if everyone's cool with that, 
Who am I to? But I mean, no, they look, weren't. Listen, polyamorous. If it's a chosen thing, and fucking all parts, great. Go for your life. Go for your life. This isn't that. This is not a polyamorous relationship. This is it's a just dude rape. just fucking being an asshole. He to would like two poor ladies. He who took just them, Don't know what to do. With I don't have any sympathy for one of them. Let's just say that as we go oh, through. One of the women. Yeah. Is it? Is well, it he, the? Is it the? Well, you'll see when we get second, through it. The second one. No, the, the first one. The May mistress. Reed. I have oh, no yeah, sympathy right, for okay. fucking her. But he would actually. No, it's difficult because I'm going to say I say I've got no sympathy for her. But then I'll read this next paragraph that because he, he used to go he used to take them dogging essentially and force them against their will to sleep with other men. And May Reed ended up getting pregnant from like a random dude that she like she fucked in the woods or something. And Mick forced her to have an abortion. So in some respects, me saying I don't have any sympathy sounds harsh when I say that. But when you hear what she did, fuck her. That's all I say. Fuck her. I don't know what she did. So well, they they used to have like um, group sex sessions on on the pool table at the back of his house. They even did that the night the kids were murdered. I do wonder. Okay, like I do wonder a little bit. Like I understand that that some. You know, these women are in a situation where they feel frightened or, you know, whatever. But yeah. it seems like they're taking part in some... Because they're under control and they don't know what... They're too yeah, scared. they just don't... Well, they just... Or they just don't know... At some no, point, common sense no, has to prevail and you have to stand no, up. They've got no common sense left. That's the problem. Scared I think, as fuck. I think a lot of the time is that that, con- that common sense, like, you know, fucking lamp, light bulb in your brain... Just gets turned off completely by the person Constantly that's abusing you. Constantly you down and down. So it's and like down. you don't have you don't have it anymore. So you just go along with the dumbest shit. Well, he treated them like whores because, like, he get um, yeah, like like I said, he used to have like sex sessions on this pool table they had at the back of the house, and it was uh, Mick and his mate Paul Mosley. They, I'd say there's group sex sessions, but it was just Paul Mosley, this this his mate and Mick just fucking the shit out of these <laughs> these poor yeah, women, just, yeah, like monsters. And then his criminal. It, and ra- it's, it's probably against their will slightly, so it's kind it, of rape. It's, it's it is rapey. rape. It is rape. This yeah, is all. It's but very but rapey. I haven't got sympathy for her. I, 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 I mean, I, I sound I, like I, a I can't like, say. I'd that. like to know what she's done to well, make you s- we'll say see. why. So his criminal record for attempted murder came out in the press because he was going on TV all the time, and nobody had any sympathy for him. Again, he got destroyed by the public and the press for not wanting to take jobs offered to him on a plate but he, he'd hit back and say it's not my fault I can't get a job because of my criminal record and I hurt my hand once and people were like yeah well, you can't get a job because of a criminal record which is your you fault go. you can't I hurt my toe yeah I hurt my t- oh my toe really hurts today sorry He's imagine if I did that <laughs> rang up and just said sorry guys I've, I've got a really sore toe today can't come to work it's not happening they'd just be like they'd laugh and yeah go, of course no, yes you can his poor children used to get bullied in school because their dad's on the box like acting like a complete twat and everyone was just taking the piss out of him. Um, and like, it's easy to see why when you consider his, his benefit total for a single year, you can see why the public, the hard working public went for him. And I've got a breakdown of this and this is fucking nuts. So if, if you're not familiar with how much money you can get for doing fuck all, come to England, Phil Pot, right? He'd get £20.30 a week for his eldest son and then he got like £13.40 each for the other 10 children. Yearly total, £8,023. May Reed, she got £20,560 a year for her six children. Lisa Wills, she was getting 17800 for her five children. So your estimated earnings from their cleaning jobs that they had as well totaled around 14000 pounds so we're up to 38 grand at this point and then you consider his housing benefits uh, 150 pound a week yearly total 7,800 so for the year combined with everything that he took in his grand total was around 68,000 pounds tax free 
just free cash, basically, which is the approximate take-home pay of somebody earning a hundred thousand pound yeah, a year. Yeah, yeah. So if you've gone to university and grafted all your life and you've worked your way up the system to get to get that hundred grand, and then they tax you down to sixty-eight, and, you could just and, bash out and kids that, and beat women up, and, and you can get it for fuck rare. all. That is very rare for someone to get to a hundred grand mark. Yeah, like most people probably earn up to 40 50 grand if you're lucky if you're lucky if you're lucky like that i mean of course there are people out there who are like earning 100 but that ain't normal wage so for if you're going to compare it to like a standard normal wage it's probably be somewhere between 35 and 60,000 pounds i wouldn't even say it was that high no no. not normal people on 30,000 i don't earn 35,000 pound a year Oh, you just give gave away your. Uh, no, I haven't. I said I don't earn thirty five grand a year. <laughs> no, well, I'm, well, I'm an engineer. Yeah, that's the thing. But well, shit one, but, but I'm an engineer. No, but like you got you you're you got to look across the board, all ty- types of jobs, all types of work stream. You know, different skill sets. Yeah. You're probably looking at the the, the standard people, all right, between thirty and sixty thousand pounds a year. Maybe is kind of where yeah. you're going to earn in between. Somewhere in between that. So you n- people don't earn fucking hundred grand. So this dude's not doing anything. Well, he was obviously stealing and selling Jeremy shit. Kyle well, he was, yeah, and, and just doing drugs and drinking and just and basically just raping, raping women, raping his fucking Steal- probably his kids as well. Stealing no stuff everywhere, selling that. So that that sixty-eight grand is probably a hell of a lot more. Because he actually, like, when you think about it, he treated his wife and his mistress and his children like livestock producing money. And at the trial, the judge even said, this is a case of modern-day slavery. Yeah, yeah. 100%. I'm pretty sure he ain't buying them nice dinners and he's not buying them (laughs) nice fucking clothes. No chance. He's he's just spending all that cash on himself. Yep. Um, Shall we have a break? And then we'll come back and get into this horrific house fire. Yeah. So it all started to go wrong when Lisa Wills had enough and just fucking left. She was like, I'm out of it, tapped out. This is on the 11th of February, 2012. She's had enough of the violence. She didn't want to, you know, go out to work every day and see nothing of her pay. She'd had enough of his controlling, domineering, psychopathic tendencies. And she didn't want to be part of a polyamorous relationship. We'll just call it that. She was trapped, felt like she couldn't do anything. He treated her like shit, threatened to stab her. He beat her. He beat the children as well. She was like, fuck this cunt. I'm out of here. Brave woman. Did Fair play to her. Did she take her children with her? Yes. Yes. Okay. This is where it all, this is where the, uh, the, uh, the horrific sort of actions that happened stem from. Um, she didn't tell him. She just quietly got her children together. How many did she have? And peaced out. She had like five, I think. Five okay. kids. Yeah. Something like that. And she, so she just, she just left in the middle of the night and this absolutely enraged Mick Philpott because he's like, he's the decision maker, the man of the house. And in his eyes, Lisa had belittled him. She'd overruled him and, and shown independence and power. And he hated that. Cause like you think about like Kim Hill, when he, you know, he stabbed her when she wanted to leave. He, and he's worse now because he's getting away with shit yeah, all the yeah, time. Yeah. And he's been to prison. He's got out. And there's no fucking... There's no conse- clearly no consequences for his actions. But what really got under Mick Philpott's skin was the loss of income that uh, Lisa Wills and her five children brought, brought him. Yeah. That's, that's what, probably like, what, 20, 30 grand? Well, without her, he that's lost... That's like a normal one person's yearly wage. He, he, lost, out the he lost somewhere in the region of 25 grand, 17 grand in, in child support, plus a cleaning job. So, I mean... 
there was no yeah. way head honcho Phil Pot was gonna take that line down. No fucking way. I just wonder, you know, when you do that sum, then like, do the do the fucking government just not go? But you're entitled to it. You're entitled minute. to it. Yeah, but fucking hell. Yeah, they do, but they go, you're entitled to it, and you, you, we can't tell you not to have children, and I, I agree with what they're saying, but there's a point where it flips on its head, and it there just... There should be a cap, though. There should be a cap on that sort of stuff. I don't... I, it shouldn't be that some that one person is, like, getting a... Hun- like, take-home pay of, like, a fucking 68,000 pounds a year. Nuts, That's, like, pre-tax, 100 grand fucking paycheck. Mad, mad as fuck. Mad as fuck, man. Like how there's got to be a cap on those things. Has to be. It's a trap, man. Because like if you if you, if you, you get ki- you get fucking fill pot, fucking plant pot over it. <laughs> plant Phil pot, yeah. Plant just call him plant pot. Um, fill plant pot. Fill plant pot over there. Fucking getting <laughs> taking all the money. <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah, well, it comes to a point where like you have if you go, oh, if I have another kid, right? It's gonna. It's gonna. I can get this much more. Yeah. Like and that's the thing. It's gonna make it these, detrimental these, financially to get a job. These children aren't having a good life that's horrific. the thing you just think god where's child services where's the fucking <laughs> where is the system here well the system's the working sis- as it's designed the to system work isn't working it's not because these poor people are in abu- are being abused and slave driven so so lisa was taken when she left she went to a like a local women's home and when they realized how many children she had and she had a job they did some digging and they told her they were like listen love you're cl- you've got like a grand in a month coming in for the kids and nearly a thousand pounds from cleaning. And she had absolutely no idea because he kept everything uh, like her, cards yeah, to yeah, his yeah, chest. Yeah. He was like proper. So she quickly then moved in with her sister and brother-in-law and basically just tried to get on with her life. She's like, I'm out. I've got to, I can, I can earn money. I can, I, I can live my independent my life. Bank account. She doesn't want to be on benefit. She wants to get on with her life, yeah, man, yeah. and earn and contribute. So Phil Pot, on the other hand, he tried his best to get her back. He was bullying tactics, Threats like you need me, you're worthless, that kind yeah, of fuck shit. Off. And there was an incident on the front door of uh, of 18 Victory Road where Lisa went back apparently to collect some clothes. A fight broke out, so a fight. He's Jesus. probably just punching Buy the some new head. clothes, love. Yeah, don't go back don't to go get back. your clothes. Uh, the police were called out and they told uh, Phil Park there and then they said, Look, if Lisa doesn't want to come into the house and doesn't want to move back in, it's fucking her call, mate. You know, you got to let her go. Of course it is. Yeah, but he didn't see that because it's fucking Phil Park. Then. Lisa goes full fucking militia and started court proceedings to get the children back. And Philpott fucking hated that. He viewed it literally as theft of property and money. That's how he sees this. So in the face of this woman realising her independence, he hatched a plan to get custody of the children and all the money that came with them. It was supposed, everything that happened was supposed to be... or so the court believe, a setup. He kind of, I think he knew he couldn't win in court. He knew that because of his past, like, mm. mur- p- attempted yeah, murder yeah. convictions. And he, uh, the fucking ain't good, is it? So well, what have you done in your past, sir? Oh, well, I did try <laughs> and gut my old girlfriend when, I, when she tried to leave, or my old wife, or whatever she was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I tried to disembowel her, but I need, but I, I paid my dues for that. Fucking off, fuck off, did you? So instead of going to court, he tried to sabotage it, and he started spreading rumours well before the court date that Lisa was threatening him. He said that she used to beat the children. He was saying, "I want them back for their own safety." She's on drugs. She's a slag. Lisa was violent towards Mary, beating her, and most importantly. Lisa's threatened to burn down the house on multiple occasions, and I'm worried about my children. Seriously, that's what he fucking said. So this is the plan that they came up with. See how he's just fucking... It's a completely so would fuck- they, when you say they, Mary well, and, yeah. and this 
fucking plant pot guy. <laughs> plant pot. So this is the plan that they came up with. On the morning of the fire, which was the um, 11th of May 2012, it was supposed to be a court hearing over the custody of Lisa's children. And he thought acting that plan out on that day would give more credibility to his story of Lisa being a mentalist. So uh, so Mick's plan was essentially this. In the middle of the night, it's like 4am or some shit, a few hours before court, whilst his six children were sleeping upstairs, the bright spark for I'll pour letter through the I'll pour uh, petrol through the letter box. I'll pour a letter through the petrol box and set fire to the house. And this was his Fuck. thinking: when the house was burning, Mick and May Reed would like stand outside crying hysterically, and their mate Paul Mosley, the fella that had sex with them on the pool table, um, he'd could he'd come running to the uh, to the to scene the like a night and start smash through the windows, get the children out, and save the day. The fire brigade and police would, would then turn up, validating everything. They'd blame Lisa for the fire because everybody knows that she's threatened to torch the house because Mick said so. She'd get arrested. Mick would get the children back and all that sweet, sweet child benefit. Plus, the press attention would probably force Derby Council into getting them a much bigger, nicer new home, all paid for by the British taxpayer. But it didn't work. Oh well, actually, God. it did work. It went exactly the way you'd expect burning a house down with six children in would go. Um, it, it seems it seems like they didn't fully appreciate or, I suspect, care. I think care. I don't think they cared about the dangers. So Mick Philpott, he, um, he poured a couple of cans of petrol through the letterbox and just fucking lit it with his kids inside. The fire quickly spread upstairs. Now, investigators like forensic firemen's had a look at it afterwards. And, and instead of buying normal paint, the fucking pikey cunts used secondhand flammable, extremely flammable yacht paint to paint like the banisters and the stairs, which were right by the front door. Um, so the stairs were the only escape. And when he lit it, the flames just fucking set. I mean, set fire it was like a fucking tar. Fuck. And the, there was no escape. And in minutes, because of that paint, there was like this thick toxic smoke smoke and soot which like engulfed the house locals heard as the, the plan's going perfectly perfectly, at this point. perfectly on point yeah perfectly they hear mick screaming and running around outside he put a ladder up around the back and apparently like half ass tried to break in with like a like a little fucking spanner or something uh, it, a neighbor like a 17 year old lad he turned up and said mick was in like in just like screaming and he said I went up the window and there was like this tiny hole he said I don't know why he couldn't get in because I just smashed and I went straight in um, but he couldn't like get through the smoke and had to back away and there is a, a reasonably harrowing call that was made to emergency services and you can, and you can hear Mick and May Reed losing their shit because they know they're in the process of burning their six children to death and this shit's getting out of control um, like local neighbours and shit they booted the front door in but the smoke was so thick, like they said, you literally couldn't see your hand in front of your face and forget about breathing. Paul Mosley, their mate, the one who was supposed to turn up and save the day, it seems like he bottled it because he never showed up. Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His exact involvement that night, it seems relatively unknown. He, he was definitely involved in the planning, mainly disposable of the petrol cans. But I think um, Mick and him shut their mouths regarding... The, the finer details. It's difficult to find out what he actually was attempting to do other than the petrol can. But to, to be honest, mate, if, if, if your job is to move the petrol can away from the scene of a fire where six kids get killed, that's fucking enough for me to put you in prison forever. Yeah. Fuck you. Um, the fire brigade turned up, but at that point it was too late because of the amount of soot that was given off. They brought out six little children wrapped up in wet blankets because they were trying to protect them from the, fl the flames and the heat and they laid them out on the lawn. Some were dead 
immediately and they tried to revive others, but they were obviously <laughs> unsuccessful. Five children died in that house. Uh, Jade, who was 10, John, 9, Jack, 7, Jesse, 6, Jaden, 5, and 13, their oldest, 13-year-old Dwayne. He, apparently he died in hospital. I think he died that night or the next day. And they all died from smoke inhalation. And the forensics say that it's, it's probable that they died in their sleep, just, just passed really out, which is a bit of a blessing. I don't know if it's a blessing. Well... I mean, it's not is a blessing, it? but it it means that they weren't burned. They're not didn't burn to death. Just fell asleep, never woke they just up. Just were asleep, breathed in the shit, and died. So the photos of the house, if you look at it, it just looks completely black. I mean, it's it's fire damage, but like if you look at the house, it's completely intact. So it's not really like it's not torched, and the really, roof fell in. It's not really the fire that killed no, them. No, no, it's no. just the fucking the the the. The crazy toxic yeah, shit yeah, that yeah, came yeah. off of the whatever was in the house that you was could burning. Do, yeah, the wind, like the front door melted and there was soot up the windows, but like the house, the, the roof was still on, like yeah, the yeah, floorboards yeah. are still there. You could walk in and walk out the next day. I wonder so if the, like, the fumes just actually like probably eventually probably killed the fire itself. I don't know. It's like that heavy. I well, I was going to look into the, like <laughs> I was going to look into the actual um, the ins and outs of the fire, but I thought this will go on for fucking ever if I do that. I mean, all you gotta know is that fucking soot killed them. They couldn't. <laughs> that well, was yeah, it. Smoke, smoke, thick fucking smog killed yeah. them. Yeah. So initially, after police spoke to the fill pots and the fire brigade, they suspected arson because there was a uh, a petrol can that Paul Mosey was meant to take away. He didn't. Which he didn't. It was inside the letterbox. I'm guessing it's like a, like a you know the things that you can lift up and you put a newspaper in. It was just all wedged in something like that. I don't know. Um, so on May the 14th, two days after the fire, knowing this, Lisa Wills was arrested uh, on suspicion of being involved. Now, sensing victory, Mick doubles down hard publicly and he blames the police for not arresting Lisa beforehand and he blames the fire brigade for not saving his children. What a fucking psycho. He thinks he's won. Fuck that bitch. Fuck that bitch, Lisa. You know what I mean? He was obsessed with her, apparently. He with couldn't, Lisa? Yeah, because she... Just she got out. rejected him, and he couldn't. Yeah, he was yeah, like, yeah. "It's outrageous." But as always, the police were watching. They were, they were like, "Aren't you that fella off the TV who wanted a nice new big house?" And your house was just, uh, that's a bit fucking coincidental, isn't it? And they also noticed that he was acting strange for a, a father who just lost six children. Seems like he didn't really give a shit in their presence, which is a bit weird. Funnily enough, lacks all empathy. For instance, immediately after the fire, in the mortuary, the day his children died, Mick was laughing and joking with the mortician when he was IDing their bodies. And the mortician was like, I'm going to the fucking police about this because yeah, that's not normal. he's not lying on the floor unconscious through shock. He seems to just be, oh, that's horrendous. <laughs> and then getting on with it. And the cops said that even at the fire, he um, he was acting like it was a social event, like a stage to perform on. He loved the attention. Um, and because his house was totally trashed, this is another thing that the alerted the police's attention. They um, they had to put him up in a hotel, got to give him somewhere to, to live, probably like a five-star Hilton or something. And Mick tried chatting at one of the female police officers at the uh, at the hospital and even invited her back to their oh, room. Oh, good God. And the cops are like, nah, nah something's not right here. Say nothing and just observe. I've just got one comment. Go. Tried to cut, gut his fucking yeah. first wife. Yeah. That's all you have to say. They just have to look in his past. 
Yeah. He's a fucking psycho. How can they not see it? What is wrong with these people? It's too late at this point. Now oh. they've just got to build the case. Well, but yeah, two poor, six poor children just lost their lives because this twat. Wanted 25 grand. Wanted an extra big fucking house. He wanted 25 wanted grand in a house. Oh. So he killed his kids. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Lisa Wills, she was released with no charges because they had, like, she was like an alibi. They were like, I was, I was in the hairdressers. You can look at my CCTV or whatever it was. So she wasn't. So on, on the 16th of May, four days after the fire, Mick wanted to hold a national press conference. Again, let's get the cameras here. He did this knowing that Lisa had been released. So he knows. No, that, that he couldn't blame her anymore. So he sits there in front of the cameras and you can watch this. It's fucking mental. And he's, he's telling his story to the world. But not once did he say at any point, help me find the person who's burnt my babies to death. He just seemed to like being on TV. He liked the attention. It's fucking mental. Because if that was me, that was the first thing they thought. You'd be like, who did this? Does anyone know? Do, if, if you've got a slight bit of information, come forward. But he didn't didn't say a single thing. And body language experts were also watching. I think that's probably something they're doing, like odd or like destructive cases or murders. Or they always watch even the, even the people that are supposedly innocent. And they noticed, amongst other things, that even though he looked like he was crying, like dabbing tissues on his eyes, it was a complete act. There was no tears. There was nothing. And they were like, he's not even fucking crying. He's sitting there in front of like the world's, well, at least the UK press. And he's not even crying. You can see he's pretending. After the press conference, when he went like, it's like a conference center or something, he went back uh, with the police. Apparently he fell on the floor and was like crying in shock. And the police was like, okay, Mick, get up. But once he was up, apparently he just started laughing and joking and just cracking on with it normal. It was, it was a complete fucking act. It was mm -hmm. a complete fucking act. May Reed, you can see in the, um, she looks distraught and she seems to like huddle towards him if under his control she didn't back she said nothing it was all him nothing nothing <laughs> it was all his speaking in, in the uh, it was like the story the narrative that was getting put across was coming from the bloke that masterminded it his behavior was so odd and so out of place the police were like let's bug his hotel room something's not right here and the bugging this is where like reveals some not really really interesting information uh, in, and there's loads, loads to this. And I've only just picked some like choice bits. But in, in one bit, you, Mick can be heard asking May Reed, what did you um, what did you tell me, tell the police about me trying to get into the house? And she said, I said that you tried everything. I said that um, I wanted to run through the flames and up the stairs. And he said, were you crying when you said this? How badly were you crying? She says, I wasn't crying real bad, but I was crying. He also said, I'm proud of you. Make sure you stick to the story. You're definitely sticking to the story, aren't you? People are like, what story? It's not a story to be had. Is it? I mean, if someone just burnt your fucking house down, there's no story. If there's a story, you know it. Fucking tell us. Um, and then Paul Mosley, because the police don't know who he is. Paul Mosley just starts turning up to the hotel room on multiple occasions. He had sex with May Reed. So this is obviously a distraught couple. Uh, and the police picked up the sounds, like probably like some horrible squelchy sounds. <laughs> and Mick was in the room as well because he was like, go on, go on, Paul, like cheering him on or whatever. It's fucking, it's not the actions of a distraught married couple. No, no, uh, well, no because, I mean, this, fuck. <laughs> what the fuck? It's nuts, isn't it? Uh, he was also heard telling Paul Mosley when he was in the room, so look, speak quietly when you're discussing the fire because I think the hotel room might be bugged. Coppers are like, he's a fucking, it's him, it's him. The list goes on and on. So now cops know that not only are Mick and May Reed Philpott involved, but so is... So is this Paul Mosley fella. Um, so the police 
thought, fuck it, let's get their clothing that they wore that night. And they forensically like analysed it. Mick may read and Paul's clothing that they wore petrol that night. On. Fucking petrol, like solvents on it. And that was all they really needed. That was all they needed to to sort of, you know, fucking press Hammer charges. It down, yeah. So Philpot and May Reed, they were arrested on suspicion of murder on the 28th of May 2012. And they obviously denied everything. Paul Mosley, he was arrested but bailed because it was kind of like they didn't know what the fuck was going on with him. They well, knew he was what, involved. What? Did he his I mean his clothes didn't he they can't pin him because to the to the actual event though, can they? Because he wasn't there. He wasn't there when they turned up, but he had petrol on his clothes. Oh, he did. So they know okay. they know he was they know he was involved. But because Paul Mosley was released on bail, he was confident as fuck, like really cocky, like down the pub. He was bragging about being on bail for six child murders. How he was bragging on dating sites. He was telling people like, "I know what really happened." Mate, shut your fucking mate. Yeah, it's a, it's a little tip for you, mate. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> What's wrong with you? You just got bailed. Doesn't mean you can't go to prison for it. On the twenty second of June, two thousand and twelve, all six children were buried at a local like uh, service, which cost eleven grand. Locals raised the money through a charity. Mick and um, and May Reed Philpot were not allowed to attend because they were like, "No, can we go?" And they're like, "No, you're you're under arrest." Fucking murder, you crazy cunts. You're, you're not you fucking going. You killed them, you fucking tosspots. So their trial started on the um, 12th of February 2013. It was at Nottingham Crown Court. They were initially charged with murder, but after noon, because it's been like basically a year almost, just under, they had lots of police interviews. The court were confident and they downgraded their charge to manslaughter because they believed that this was actually a, a plan that, that went that wrong. Wasn't, that wasn't supposed to end was, up culminate in the death of. There the was no intention of, yet, of actual yeah. murder, but that's fucking bullshit. Bollocks to them. Bollocks to them. Uh, Stop being fair to them. Throw the no, book at them. Like you should definitely throw the book at them, and they should go to prison forever for what they did. But I am in, in somewhat of an agreement in that I don't think the initial plan was to murder their six children. What kind of it a fucking helmet pours petrol through their he, I'm not letterbox say, yeah, and he's torches a the house? A complete plant pot who Philpot, just doesn't... Pot. Philpot the plant pot who just couldn't fuck it. He's got absolutely no smarts whatsoever, clearly. Because mm. most normal fucking people would know you put fucking petrol through your letterbox, your house is going to go up pretty gonna damn kids, fast. Man. You don't light your fucking house on fire with your kids in it, but <laughs> you I don't, don't light your house on fire. I don't think that people do that though. Yeah, like people oh, yeah. do to try and get insurance and all that fucking yeah, yeah, mad yeah. shit. Yes, but it does happen. You don't do it with fucking kids in the house. <laughs> no. Or you put them. You but get, that, that you made put them all by the door and say, "Get out before we do it." He did like, that because he wanted to make it look like Lisa Wills was trying to kill the fucking kids. So he could definitely, definitely get custody. Yeah, but you don't. But you don't all have all your kids cash. upstairs asleep in bed. You'd be like, right, you lot sit there tonight. You, yeah. don't, you, you set it up so they could get yeah, out. Yeah, but they'd probably say something. He thought that they could get out because I've seen the pictures. He'd got like this flat, po like pikey fucking extension he wasn't put on the back. Wasn't expecting the fucking the soot. Wasn't he wasn't either. expecting the. He couldn't get into the house. I think he just physically fucking couldn't get in because it was yeah, just he insane. Wasn't expecting the mad fucking like yacht flammable yacht paint to yeah. fucking. Toxify the entire fumes. atmosphere of the house. Yeah. It's just shocking. So in court, his um his conviction of attempted murder was revealed. 
previous girlfriends came forward, obviously calling him a monster. And a picture started to emerge of this charming fella, Michael Philpott. Charming on the outside, <laughs> but no. Rotten. Rotten on the inside. The, the hotel room evidence was also played and the petrol evidence on the clothing was put forward, as was the petrol can. It had like a glove with it. Um, and there was a woman called Melissa John and she knew Paul Mosley and she spoke at the trial. I think her boyfriend was like his like uncle or something. It's oh fucking God. weird. Um, but she told the court that Paul Mosley and Mick had been rehearsing the fire for six weeks. Melissa also told the court that Paul told her the exact plan. So she knew this. Um, the plan was, as we said before, it was and pretty... she did nothing. She didn't think it was going to do it. She just thought, she even said to him when he told her that they're doing it, she was like, do you think they're really going to do it? And he was like, I don't know, probably, maybe not. So she didn't like take it seriously. She thought it was like a flight of fancy from this drunk cunt and his drunk mate. Mm. She didn't think it was... Actually going to be something that happened. So the, the plan was Mick and May Reed were obviously going to start the fire. Like I said before, standing around crying. Paul was to move the, remove the petrol can there and then, dispose of it, then return to the scene. Like the fire would be nice and hot then and then rescue the children. So after the fire, when this all happened, Melissa observed how cocky and self-assured Mosley was bragging down the pub. But then he started to become nervous and jumpy when Lisa was released on bail. Uh, sorry, released without charge because she was like the hairdressers or something. And, and Mosley was incriminating on, on, on multiple levels throughout this, mainly because Petra was found on his clothes. But like I said before, exactly what he did, we don't really know. But He's just plants, Plant Pot's rotten friend, isn't he? That's all he is. He's just, just as rotten as his mate. Yeah. yeah. How can you, how can you even... Like, if, how can you contemplate... Even the idea of that as a plan, you'd be like, if you make come to your mate, right, this is what we're going to do, right? You know this woman to beat her the and then you shag. I'm going to burn my house. This, this and then, woman who's come like, and testified fuck? that she'd, she'd testified. been told that this... Even in, even if in my mind I was... I, if there wasn't even a shred of 1% of an idea that they, they might do it, I would totally have gone and said something to somebody like the police or saying, look, they've told me this. <laughs> something dodgy is going on here. That You need to keep yeah, an eye yeah. on these fuckers because they're going to do something bad. Yeah. You wouldn't not say anything. Just be like, oh, they weren't fucking about. I suppose at the time, though. You just you take that shit. Yeah, it doesn't you matter. You yeah. take it seriously whether or not you think it's going to happen or not. Yeah. I, I mean, think, they may not have even mentioned the children. They may not have Paul Mosey may not have mentioned the children to to this Melissa girl. He might have, he might have just said, "We're going to burn the house and then put uh, it out," okay, and then she might right. have been. It's fucking what? And you're trying to make it. It's an insurance job, and you're going to set up. I mean, come on, man! It's fucking. So Mosey um, uh, was uh, found guilty of um, of manslaughter, essentially, and he was sent down for 17 years. May Reed, she was found guilty again and sentenced to another 17 years. Manslaughter. In, yeah, because th she fucking helped out, man. Oh, she, yeah, yeah. The judge was like, she was, she was trying to like... She was party to it. She was like, no, he's like, no you were fucking part of the plan. Mm. You, you willingly, you were participating in a plan that poured petrol through the fucking house where you're si with six children in. I don't give a fuck what you say. Mm. And she's like, I didn't mean it. That's why I've got no respect for her. So she's probably telling the, she's probably telling the truth, girl, I was too scared to stand up to him, but fuck you. Fuck you, yeah, you should yeah. just come fuck come, you. It's not only is it six children, it's six children that are your children. Well, it's quite, yeah. Your six children. Fucker, man. I'm sorry, man. Isn't one of those not even his kid? Um, yeah, some of them. Yeah, two, two, yeah, two that weren't his, I think, yeah. One so, of one of, so one of those children weren't even his? I don't even know if all of them, because there was 11 at one point. So I, it was at some yeah, point. but five of them went off with the, the I lady, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> they, got, they got a fucking quick escape, man. Although I suppose it wouldn't have happened if she hadn't left. 
Uh, well, it makes me wonder what would have happened because you can see there was an escalation of his madness throughout. Yeah, from but like something would have the, gone. But the, but the but le- Lisa leaving was 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 what was the catalyst that like sent him yeah. over the edge in terms of madness, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. So. If she didn't leave, it might not have happened at all. But she can't. You can't put blame on that poor woman who's just gone and got out no. and made the right decision. Lisa Wills, no, 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 no. good on you. May yeah. Reed should have done the fucking same at the same time yeah, and taken the kids. Left, and should have been yeah, left yeah. in his fucking house by himself. And then you should have put petrol in and burnt the fucker any, to death. Hardly any. Well, sp- he would have had nothing. 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 He would have had nothing. No money. Nothing. The girls were the fucking the champions, man. They were the ones looking after the kids. They were looking after the money. I say mm. the champions, but I still haven't got any sympathy for May Reed because you fucking burnt well, your kids. No, she's, fuck you. she's like, she's kind of like the, um, the dragged along, like Fred, fuck you. the Fred of the Fred and Rose West kind of scenario. Like she's sort of party to it, but a bit dumb and fucking idiot. Like they're all fucking dumb. He's, he was the, he was the perpetuator. He was the one leading it. He's the ringleader. Yeah. He's, you know, Rose was kind of the, the oh, Rose was one. a fucking vindi- a, she a was murderous the smart psycho as well, Like man. he was just a bit, Bit f- he was like unhinged and f- not normal, but like she was the one who was like knew what she was doing. Was they wrong. were a nightmare. He knows. They should never have met them pair. Like he knows this guy, Phil Park guy. He he's fucking pushed this woman everything. to the edge of fucking yeah, like right. madness probably. Yeah, and poor Lisa. Well, no, I'm talking about both of them. I'm not talking about May, May Reed. I'd sympathy before until she until no, she like burned both a kiss those, both those women have been pushed to the edge of madness, and you don't know what people when people get to the edge of madness, you don't know what they're capable of. Put fucking petrol in the house and burn it, it down. Well, she didn't do it. She watched. She just stood by and watched him do it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's basically the the. This it seems like it seems like she's kind of like that was, like that girl we were talking about the other week who went to pop- prison for being for just being. Yeah. Witness and party to it. Uh, yeah, but fucker. You know, she sort of led the. the sh- she got put away for so long because she led the victim to that situation. So she's kind of led these these children to a situation where they ended up dying. So Mick, on the other hand, when it came to sentencing, he uh, the judge treated him slightly different because he was obviously seen as the mastermind. So taking into account his previous criminal record of like attempted murder and hearing how violent he was, how controlling and domineering, the judge treated him harshly, um, but not as harsh as I'd say. And they sentenced him to a mini- to life in prison, essentially. Life, but life doesn't fucking mean life. No, with like a minimum stay of, years, of 15 it? years. So so when I was like, oh yeah, harsh man, fi- life. But I don't know why they call it life, because it's definitely not. Isn't it, what's life, 25? Uh, yeah. <laughs> 25 <laughs> years or something. They should call it that's a quarter. 25 years. It's like you're sentenced to a quarter of life. If they say life, it means you ain't coming li- out. Life is like nine, like nine, 60 years or 90 years of fucking Life means you're sentences. coming out of here in a box, mate. Yeah, like life means you ain't it ever. It can be two out. weeks if you die in two weeks, and you it can be ninety it's not, years. It's not fifteen years with parole. It's like it's fucking. It's forever. Cunts like this should be locked in a fucking uh, a concrete cell with no fucking mattress and f- and just given bread and fucking water, and that's it. Make make sure the temperature's not enough to violate human rights, and don't batter them, don't torture them, but lock them in a fucking room with no entertainment. Just fuck them up. Now, nah, fucking bollocks to the human rights. Kill him. He's a, I mean, think what he's done. Well, I mean, that, that's the thing. <laughs> Death sentence was a like back in the day when they used to like. He would have been dead the day it happened and fucking kill him. Yeah, like people, people the people were harsh back then, like with with the with their sentencing. But yeah. someone like that, 
should yeah. just die. Like you should, you should lose your life for. for but but meanwhile, the you take six lives. You don't deserve to live. But, but he's continuing to live on the taxpayer as well because he's in prison. Because yeah, now he's getting his beans on toast. So he's getting more. It's probably cost it, that bloke has probably cost fucking millions, millions. I mean, how much is the court, the investigation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much does it take to feed him and and keep him sheltered for the rest of his fucking life? How old is, is he? Still in prison now? Sixty odd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He hasn't coming out. It's 2012. He's in eight years. He's in there for fucking ever. He won't come out. They won't, there's no way. There's no way He'll he's going to come out. There, yeah. So after, obviously, the sentencing and they all went to prison, uh, May Reed actually tried to appeal on the grounds of being under the control of, of Phil Potts. And the judge was like, fuck off you, chav. <laughs> it's <laughs> not happening. Nurse, chav. It's a horrible story, isn't it? It's not. I mean, the thing is, it's, it's one of those situations just where... It's a clusterfuck. It's just a clusterfuck. But this, yeah, he's like, you, you started out saying this is just a an awful human being and he's yeah. just one of those psychopathic people who horrible cunt. I, I can't like when i think about people like that oh yeah i just i can't like the thing is because yeah i'm not necessarily <laughs> you know the sort of person that would like fall prey to a person like that you don't know the right charm might come like you don't know you could have fallen prey to me i might be hatching a plan as you speak yeah. <laughs> you might not even know it all the other way around. Shit. <laughs> yeah, man. It wasn't yeah. me. Hannah did it. But you, but the thing is, I can spot an, a, a fucking you can, psychopath you a mile off. You can spot some. Because the thing is, a lot of people Maybe. like... Maybe. A lot of people... There's a lot of like... Um, uh, let's just say this. If you've had personal experience with crazy people and unhinged people who are dangerous, you can spot it. So I would say that you can spot it. Let's just say that. Yeah, I mean, I... The, the thing is, when, you, when it comes to um, the word psychopath, I think a lot of people like in, sort of misinterpret what it actually means. Like, there's there's two types of people in the world. Psychology there are empaths and psychopaths. And uh, you you sh- you put me on a podcast that was like yeah. putting uh, breaking this down for me. I listened yeah. to it. It's literally that's yeah, it. Did, you yeah. got then they've renamed it to what's the word they use now instead of psychopath? Um, oh, I don't know. Narcissist is it? No, sociopath. Sociopath. Uh, yeah, yeah. So. You, but a psychopath is just someone who lacks empathy, doesn't doesn't feel empathy, and uses and for others for the benefit uses of themselves. Yeah, and and that and those types no of purpose. people tend to be the ones that start cults. They they yeah. abuse uh, and again vulnerable min- people are susceptible. They, yeah, like they sort of like prey on vulnerable people who they spot have a soft spot for s- people like these charm because they're very charming. very charming and a lot of like they, say, they lot, know what they to say, say to make you feel great they do say a lot of people like the uh you know like ceos of these massive corporations are psychopaths because they get there because they're psychopaths well the system from what i was reading like the way that like if you're um a calm uh you know considerate Mild mannered, empathetic. empathetic. You don't want to hurt and tread on people. Like me, like you're gonna get tro- literally like crying over ridiculous films. Oh like yeah, Hannah, <laughs> what was that film you watched last night? Oh, what is it? Um, he, oh, I can't remember. It's like about, it's about with that dog. It's about that like Japanese dog who yeah. sat outside a train station for his d- his owner after he died for nine years at five o'clock every day. You'd, do- you'd cry if you trod on a butterfly in the garden. You would. Uh, yeah, like the thing is, I like I I over empathize sometimes, and I'll end up like some. I'm sitting there like crying. He's like. What the fuck's wrong with you? I'm like, I'm just I'm so sad about this little. Yeah, yeah, I could hear you. So I was in bed, try, I was like, I was trying to go to sleep, and I could hear Hannah like, <laughs> going, <laughs> I'm blowing her nose. I'm like, oh, blowing God. my nose. I had so to go get why, do you watch it? why do you watch films that make you feel sad? It's not making me feel sad. It I made you em- cry. I can empathise with with the the, situ- the situation. Oh yeah. I'm very oh, yeah. empathetic towards animals, particularly. Yeah. 
So I'm like, this poor dog is all... I don't know yeah. if it's not real and it's a film and it's like... But, but it is real. But it, it did it happen. It did actually happen. This poor... This dog, nine years this dog sat and waited for his... Own. Oh, it breaks my heart anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, that's a, a part anyway. But you can, <laughs> you can spot, talk about anyway, the dog. <laughs> what I'm saying is you can spot like... I, you know, I, I feel like I, I know I know what like someone who lacks empathy looks like. We have previous, I believe. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So we have a sticker winner for this week after getting through the week, harrowing week. fill pot plant pot. Uh, and that is uh, Laura Lynch. Um, congratulations. You lynched yourself. Some yeah. stickers, well done. You have done, mate. You pikey some stickers off us. Mm, fair play to you. Fair play to you. Fair play. Uh, send us your details and we will send a an array of spectacular holographic stickers some shit out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also check out our sponsors, um, El Coteco, Retro. I was going to say Robots Fries. We don't sponsor ourselves. That would be dumb. <laughs> Retro Vague. Go to their socials. Do all the taggy, happy things that yeah. we like for you to do. And uh, you might win yourself. You might be able to snipe yourself some uh, stickers as well. Yeah, keep your eye out for the uh, the Teco giveaway that's going to come next week. Teco giveaway is going to be extra stuff in that because we've got some extra stuff. Yeah. Uh, thanks to Podbelly. Yes, Podbelly, all, all the socials, you know, their names with an at in front of it. Please <laughs> check out Psyche Apparel. Have yes. I said apparel right now? No. Not for fuck's sake. What's wrong with the way I say it? Uh, but you go apparel. Apparel. What's it's what apparel. It? Apparel. Rule. All right, I'm going to start. Rel, it's rule. It's just, I think I'm saying. It's just rule. a pronunciation. I'm going to start saying like a parallel and then instead of saying universe, Psyche stop talking. universe. Psyche a parallel. <laughs> Uh, uh, you can check us out on all our social media across the board and um, I think that'll do it for this week yeah. and we'll see you next week then bye Felicia's bye <laughs>